ACAST. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure that I introduce special guest, Wendy Darling, author of Create Your Miraculous Life, It's Never Too Late. Wendy is the founder of Miraculous Living Institute. With more than 35 years of experience as a relationship and transformational results expert, speaker, seminar facilitator, management and organizational development consultant, master healer and coach, Wendy has created a unique and innovative system, the Miraculous Living Method, that allows people to get the results they want with greater ease and speed. Wendy works with all facets of relationships. Singles who want to finally attract love in their life, that's attract love now, Couples who want to replenish their relationship, miraculous loving, the relationship with body and health, loving yourself lean, business owners and executives with personnel to strengthen the team for greater productivity and profits. What I'll say is about this. Wendy certifies coaches and practitioners in her programs and methodology. And she's very, I would say her, her clients have described her as a fairy godmother. We're going to have her, you know, we're going to talk about that during the interview. But when you think about it, when you have your clients describe you as a fairy godmother helping miracles happen, that's, that's a pretty powerful compliment. Wendy formerly hosted two of her own radio shows and has been featured in Forbes as well as numerous other publications. And for our purposes tonight, she's the number one best-selling author of Create Your Own Miraculous Life, It's Never Too Late, and also The Miracle That Is Your Life. It's with, with great pleasure I welcome Wendy to the show. Thanks. Welcome Wonderful to the show, to Wendy. Be here. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. And I want to, I'm looking at your book and 
one of the, and I appreciate you sharing that with us today. Um, when I see your book and I think about people who write and have purpose, uh, one of the questions I want to have is what motivated you to create your miraculous life that's never too late? The book itself? Yes. Well, first of all, it really started out more with the theme of it's never too late. I was rapidly approaching 70, which I have now accomplished. And, um, and there was still so much more I wanted to be doing. And, and so in that sense, I knew that there were fewer steps in front of me than behind me. I'm still rooting for lots more. Um, but that was really prevalent for me. And then on top of it, we had this wonderful experience called COVID. And the world really got shaken up. And I know that there are a lot of people out there, even if we hadn't had COVID, that were really wondering, you know, can I have a relationship? It, you know, I hate my job. What, can, what else can I do? I've always wanted to fill in the blank. You know, so I wanted to be an example that it's truly never too late. But quite honestly, it's when I was talking to my publisher um, because I had already had my first book, as you mentioned, The Miracle That Is Your Life, which has a story behind it. I never thought I would be in this miracle business. Um, and and so she was the one because the title, It's Never Too Late, just didn't fit. I knew that there was something more and I just couldn't quite grasp it. And she, she just said, well, Wendy, it's so simple. You know, you're all about miracles. You know, my business was rebranded after my last book um, that create your miraculous life. I rebranded my company name to miraculous living Institute. I called my process the miraculous living method. And so when she said that, I went, Oh, <laughs> that was your so, aha moment. <laughs> Yeah, and I have to say, it, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it was taking some effort because not only were we in the midst of a pandemic, but also my son went through a really serious health crisis. Sorry. And so my life was not feeling miraculous. And I was praying for a miracle, mostly for him. And, and so it, once again, I seem to put myself in situations where I really have to dig deep. And I had to dig deep on this one. And so even though my first book wrote itself practically, I wrote it in less than five weeks part-time. This book took just so much longer, not because it had, you know, really thorough types of information that I had. It just was it just took me longer because I have to be in, a, in an authentic place to be able to express myself or to write. Interesting, as you, as you notice, I kept smiling when you say the word miracle. It's just, it's a word that I think has such a positive connotation, just makes you smile when you hear it. Oh, I, I'm uh, so glad. Absolutely, 100%. I, I want to I know this. I looked at your book and in your book, it's a, it's a forward of your book where you have Adam Markle, Markel, speaker yeah, and author of Pivot. That change proof. I looked at that part and he had defined the miracle as a mere change in consciousness. And then he said, small changes are the unsung hero of a better life. And I wanted to ask based on our conversation today, do you agree with Marco about what he says about a miracle being a mere change in consciousness? And if so, 
how do you feel you could do so by taking the walk and making the call? Yeah, I think it is a way of living. So in that sense, I would have to agree with Adam. Plus, he's a really good friend. So I don't want to, you know, be too critical of that. No, in all seriousness, um, it is. It's a way of being. You know, when we really look at anything, anything, anything we could view as miraculous, the very, the very fact that you and I, you're sitting in Tampa right now, I'm sitting in San Diego, and we're looking at each other, talking and recording. That's pretty darn miraculous. But we can even dial it down. I can remember, I don't remember how many years ago, we'll say for the sake of our conversation, about three years ago, I decided to get my heart re-evaluated. My dad passed away from a heart attack at the age of 56. So it was important to me. You know, I had had my health evaluated before, but it had been a while. And so I had a heart sonogram that may not be the technical name, but the point of this is I was able to see my heart beating and that little sucker was going like crazy and I had never seen my heart before. And I, you know, I was probably wide eyed, just staring and filled with such gratitude because I don't know about you. I work out. Well, now finally we opened up some, so I'm able to go back to the gym. But this little sucker is just going at it 24-7. And, and I don't know about you, but I don't consciously think about my heart beating or my other organs working or my brain working, thank goodness. And, you know, there are so many little, little things that we, and maybe not so little things that we overlook. But even the beginning of my first book, The Miracle That Is Your Life, I believe each and each of us is a walking miracle. I believe we were created for a reason and a purpose unlike anybody else. And our job is to discover what is it that's unique about you? What's you special? What might be your gifts? A lot of times people don't know their gifts because it's such a natural part of who they are. But it's our, that's part of our job to cultivate it in a way that we make our special mark, kind of like our thumbprint and, and do good in the world with it. I love the way you say that. I'm going to ask you a question. It came to mind when you were describing your situation with your son. Um, three years ago, I had my own cancer about, and my mom told me that privately when I went through the situation, she didn't really talk much about it to me, but she suffered as a mother worrying about her son. And so when you were telling me about your situation, I can completely empathize in that respect and know that I'm sure your son appreciates when you were there for him and all the worry and angst you went through. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is I'm thinking to myself, and, and I'd love to get your opinion on this. A lot of times people who suffer and go through these extraordinary situations sometimes have such a, a great appreciation of spirituality. They seem grounded. Uh, they seem greater, greater connected to themselves and others. And I want to ask you, do you consider suffering a form of a miracle in a way if it makes you a better person and makes you more in touch with yourself and others spiritually and empathetic and all those kinds of things? Yeah, I think more times than not, and I'm no exception, my journey was not an easy one. We're, we can talk about that if you're interested. But 
I think they they serve as wake up calls. You know, I look at it as I you, I don't know if you had this experience, but when I was a little kid and when my son was little and we would go bowling, we had little bumpers put in the what are those called? The the alley, the the, the gutters. The gutters. The gutters. I, I'm not good at bowling, so I needed those bumpers down as well. I, yeah. I still am not so, good at bowling. I, I please it, redir- it redirected. And I think some of us have moments in our lives that get redirected. Some people are blessed. They get dental redirection. Some people like me got hammered. You know, it was, it was not a gentle experience, but today I'm grateful. But I think more times than not, you know, there's a lot of conversation about what's your purpose. And I think sometimes it puts a lot of, pressure on people like it's this one something when it could be many different things in terms of expressing yourself and making a contribution so um but i i really do feel not too many people skate through life that are really committed to making significant impacts in the lives of others i think a lot of us really had to go through rougher times Um, I was always a pretty nice person before, but having gone through my experience, I am significantly more compassionate now. I love to hear that because when you think about everything we went through the last year and a half, any of us who have greater compassion and greater sympathy and empathy, those, I mean, those are miracles when you think about it. When you go through significant, you know, Going through the pandemic, none of us enjoyed it. I mean, some people lost family members. I, I, I used to say, I, I used, enjoy is probably a poor use of the term. But when we can go through these experiences and develop greater love, empathy, and caring for others, I feel like that's a special power in and of itself and an outright miracle. It's huge. <sighs> if you want to do one thing, just one thing that can actually have greater impact in every aspect of your life, really dig deep and find that place of love within yourself and express anything that way. Uh, I know that um, you may be familiar with uh, David Hawkins' work, Body of Work and Power Versus Force. And what I love about what his body of research provided was that he literally, over a 30-year period of time, was evaluating the energies of emotion and developed a scale, I think, um, I'm trying to remember, um, I think some guilt or shame was one of the lowest level emotions energetically. And then it kept going up, you can imagine anger, frustration, whatever, and love is one of the highest. And what he was able to prove that I really, really love is that if you, as an, just as an individual, are are feeling love, expressing love, you can literally transform hundreds and thousands of lives because he discovered that it it negates the negative emotions. So for example, I've, I've spoken at youth conferences. I teach kids about bullying and, and that these kids are just people whose hearts have been stomped on. And so I teach them silently. I teach them how to do this. I have an exercise that demonstrates it, that if they just silently even send somebody love, 
they can fill those empty love wells of others and it can shift. And I've seen it in so many different ways. And quite honestly, this is what I'm I'm doing more and more and having the conversation in companies and organizations. So interesting you talk about that. Um, bringing up frequencies and sending love. I think that's such a, a, a powerful message. I believe that we function. I, I, I have rose quartz in my hand as I say this, but I believe everything has frequencies to it. And I believe that if you do, in fact, uh, send loving vibrations, as you call it, energy in our mind, we could think and send what we know what love is. It's like the most unlimited thing in this world, but few of us connect to it and understand it, appreciate it and show it to others and, and share it. But it's an unlimited in source, uh, I believe. And, and from my vantage point, when you say that, I, I think of, can you imagine like hundreds of thousands of lives through small acts of kindness, appreciation, mentorship, those are purpose. Those build purpose for one's life, right? Absolutely. 100%. I love you know, that. It, it really disturbs me and concerns me how many people are unhappy in our world today. And that's why those of us that have the wherewithal, we can make a difference. So many people think, I can't, I'm only one person. Yes, you are. <laughs> but, but one person can positively impact. I, I apologize. I don't have the statistics in front oh, it's of okay. me. But I know that Dr. Hawkins actually demonstrates that if you're coming from this place of love, you positively impact thousands of people. I've been in restaurants and waiters are just rushing around and they're all stressed out and I'll just send some love and they come back and they're chilled and they're happy and they're great. So you just never know. Can I ask you this? It might be a basic question in case our, let's say we have a lay person or audience is not so well-versed in the stuff we're discussing right now because it's, it, it's something you get used to over time. What if someone's listening right now and they say, okay, I have an ex I haven't talked to you in a while. I'd like to send them love. How do I do it? You just do it. That's the, that's the interesting thing. You don't need to be person to person. Um, I think in a situation like that, I think it's important to really make sure you yourself are filled with love. Um, I believe in a situation like that to also forgive yourself and the other person. Um, it doesn't mean if something horrible happened, you forgive the act, but you know, it was a human experience that brought you to this moment. Um, I'm no longer married to my son's father, but I will be, uh, I will be forever grateful that because of my relationship with him, I have this wonderful person called Adam, who's my son. And then all you do is you just sit and you imagine that person. You know, in, in many, I meditate now. And in my morning meditations, I always clean my energy. I fill myself up with love. And then I send it out. I send it in through my house, into my neighborhood, my city, my state. I just keep expanding it. I, I, I think there is a lot of power to that. I really do. Well, I do too. And you need to know, we, we haven't really talked about this. I was not this kind of person before. So I didn't know anything about energy or healing. I was, I was a management and organizational development consultant. I wore suits. I traveled the globe. 
And, and so it wasn't until after my accident and I was recovering that life started changing, that I started to wake up to my healing gifts, my processes that I use today. And it took some adjusting because it was like, what the heck is happening to me? But I think everybody has certain capabilities that they can tap into. It may not be my way, but I do believe we all potentially are very intuitive. We haven't been trained to cultivate that as much, but there's always opportunity. As I've said, it's never too late. I want to ask you about your transformational system, the Miraculous Living Method. If you could share with our audience what it's about and how it's different from other systems out there. Yeah. Um, so even to back up, uh, when as I mentioned, while I had a really serious accident, I, I passed out at the Dallas airport mm-hmm. oh, 1990. So that's a lot of years ago. And it was a long, long healing process, including I was di- later diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. And my mom was the one that suggested I learn how to meditate. And the reason for that was I was so traumatized from my accident. My former husband came suitcases packed while I was still in the hospital saying he no longer wished to be married. And even though I I take full responsibility for my portion that contributed to that, the timing maybe wasn't quite optimal. And then, and when we went to court, he was awarded full custody of our son. He happens to be an attorney. And... (laughs) I don't, I, I have friends, Adam Markell was attorney, you know, I have friends that are attorneys, so it's not a total. Yeah. Um, and so that's really when I fell apart, when um, he was awarded full custody of our son. Mm-hmm. And so my mom suggested I learn how to meditate. And at that time, quieting my mind was a complete oxymoron. <laughs> and so But, you know, desperate times, I found somebody, I'd go to this person's house. And at some point I said to him, you know, every time I almost think my mind's going to relax, I feel this urge to sing. And so he said, well, sing. And I said, well, you, I I actually started laughing. I said, you don't understand. I have people in my life who request I not do that. (laughs) And so, and he said, Wendy, just try. So I went back to my little place in the house, got into that space. And I allowed this quote singing, it's melodic come out. And for the first time, not only did my mind relax, but so did my body. And I was living in Dallas, Texas at that time. And what they say is true. Everything's a little bit bigger in Texas. And so I had a really nice walk-in closet and I go in my closet and I do this singing. And it allowed me to start recovering easier and faster. And it didn't take long, excuse me, before I knew that something had changed. And one of the times that I was at this person's house, I was walking by this per- this man and I and out of my mouth comes, oh, you have a block around your heart. And I'm like, where did that come from? It just, I mean, it just came out of my mouth. And and what was interesting is that man's son, who was very intuitive, was a little bit behind me. And I'm walking forward and I hear him saying, hey, you got a block around your heart. And I'm like, what is happening to me? 
So I started seeing energy and I had not done that before. So, you know, being a curious person, I started playing with it. So I really am leading up to answer your question is I eventually began to really cultivate this. So first of all, I, I, when I work with people, it's kind of like magic wand time. It's like, so what do you want to have? You know, what, what do you want to be experiencing in your life? And so we look at where they want to be, where they are. And I help to fill, to close that gap. Interesting. So, Sorry. So part of it is sound healing. Um, part of it is when I work with somebody, I can see where the energy is stuck. I, and so it's kind of like a Rubik's cube of a different kind you know, kind of releasing what is out of alignment. We infuse a lot of love, a lot of new energy. So it's really um, fixing everybody up really good. And what really does set me apart, two things. I also received designs um, that came to me uh, and it was kind of like a spiritual paint by number experience. I just had this urge again to do something. And I would put a piece of paper down and was like, oh, pick up the red. And I would, and little by little, I would have these designs and people evaluated them. And we've talked about energy and they were off the charts. So the, the transformational cards alone are very effective. You put your hands on them. I use them in a lot of different ways, like in my workshops. The sound healing by itself is also very effective, but when it's combined, it creates a very unique circuitry that allows things to release. Now, what really sets me apart from most people that do release work of different kinds is I also have a piece that is brain training. So we work with the mind to strengthen the mind so that the mind is now in alignment with the heart. And it allows for a shift to really happen because if you don't work with the mind and you just do release work, which is great, mm -hmm. you, you risk defaulting into old patterns. You and, repeat the same mistakes like doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And so you get in the right set of circumstances and, you know, you're right back where you were. Well, not quite, but in a similar situation. So that's what sets me apart. So the other thing is I'm able to determine where people's financial set points are. We're able to raise them. A very, very common need for every client I've ever had is I have to open up your ability to receive Every single person is restricted to some extent. I'm able to dial up your ability to attract and to magnetize. So there's a lot of little things going on, but that, but I'm always looking at what results are we going for? It's as if you took your business background and put it into the spiritual realm, right? And that you have this special process that allows people to get in tune with themselves and magnetize themselves with theories and, you know, concepts, I believe that sound amazing. That's probably, and how have, how have you taken to people calling you their fairy godmother? It, that has been unusual. Um, and the, I remember the very first time that happened, I was leaving a business meeting 
And this man looks at me and goes, you are just like a fairy godmother. And I went, <laughs> oh, okay. Now I was in Dallas at the time when that happened and it was in the nineties. I don't even remember anymore. And I went, oh, he's cute. That's nice. That's sweet. Well, meanwhile, um, I ended up moving in the latter part of the nineties to South Florida. And I was interviewed by the Broward County Business Journal, which is kind of the Fort Lauderdale area. And honestly, I never said anything. The title of that was Your Fairy Godmother Just Landed in South Florida. And I'm like, it just kept happening. And it wasn't like, it was like, oh, I'm a fairy godmother. I'm like, okay, because I don't feel that way. But finally, just like a lot of things that seemed to happen to me, I went, well, I could probably be called a whole lot of worse things. And it just keeps following me. And so I, I just surrendered, you know, clients, you know, somebody said, oh my gosh, I just feel like you're my personal fairy godmother. I went, oh, okay, well, thanks. And, <laughs> and, and so I'm grateful because that's really, you know, I tend to be a modest person. So, so when somebody calls me a fairy godmother, I'm like, you know, I'm not a bippity boppity boo kind of girl, but maybe I am. And I'm just in denial. And, and it's a gift. If you, I could tell you so many stories of people I've been able to support, you know, women that have been abused, um, people that are struggling in their businesses, kids with learning disabilities. I mean, I could just keep going. And so you can call me whatever you want. You can even call me weird. That had certainly happened. And we're all weird. <laughs> I like being called weird. It makes me feel special and unique as compared to being I know. worried about that, right? Yeah. So it's really been a gift. Um, it, and, you know, there was a time I was at a workshop and this woman says, God just told me that you're my fairy godmother. I think my <laughs> knees got weak on that one. You know, I was, I was like, okay, I'm not going to argue with that at all. <laughs> You know, it's funny when I do my episodes and I, I have special guests like you on my, my mood automatically gets elevated as we do the interview. We talk about these amazing topics. It's, it's like a form of miraculous healing on its own. You were talking about healing, like sound healing. And I believe there's various modalities that we can have that are natural, like going, even going out in nature and sitting by a tree or going for a walk or meditation or crystal healing or sound vibrational here. I mean, there's so acupuncture there's all these modalities. Oh and my gosh, take just taking a shower. I don't right. know about you. I get some brilliant things happening in a shower. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it shows all those miracles we're talking about. These healing modalities are form of miracles. Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, when I was in college 50,000 years ago, and I was in graduate school, 50,000 is a slight exaggeration. Um, <laughs> But it was all talk therapy. And it was the best we knew at the time. But now there's so much more we can do that can help people shift easier and faster. And I love that. You know, I don't want people to work with me forever. You know, I, I'm blessed. People will come back after a little while, maybe for a tune-up. You know, that's what we call them. And 
or, you know, I've had a couple of clients that, you know, they had such big missions and they were really growing their business and they just wanted to make sure that they stayed the course. But, you know, most of my clients don't work with me all that long. Maybe three months is, is the average. But That's great. <laughs> That's great. I mean, that says you have effective results. If people only stay with you for three months and then they come back for a tune-up later, I mean, that. You can't even do that with a brand new car. <laughs> we try to get our car service. We got to go back every once in a while and it sure isn't a, a fun process. So being able to tune up the spirit and give people the right healing modalities and approaches and paradigms, I think is priceless. Yeah, because also I teach people how to do this. I, I don't want people to be dependent on me. Financially, probably that would have been nice, but um, <laughs> it's all worked out fine. And, and so I want people to just kind of shed what needs to be shed, realign where they need to realign and be off with their themselves. And, and that's kind of what happens. And I love that. I want to ask you about your results accelerated process, accelerator process. And if you could explain yeah. to our audience what exactly that is, it's mentioned in your book. And I think it's important to bring up. Yeah, thanks. Um, I, you know, I no longer remember when this happened or how it happened. It's been quite some time ago. And I was, first of all, I was already shifting the way I looked at how I was helping people. You know, a lot of my tr original training was you were looking for what was wrong and to fix it. I don't do that. I look for what you're wanting to create and the other kind of gets taken care of, which is really great. You know, people don't have to, re-examine their past. <laughs> and, um, and so then there were 10 areas that I was already kind of looking at. And I don't remember anymore. So the results accelerator. So I use applied kinesiology, which is a muscle testing process. And, and it's, I'm able to gather information just beyond intuition. And I use it sometimes just to make sure I'm fairly intuitive, but I sometimes like to neutralize me and see what really wants to happen. And I had the thought that what if something else could speed up the results process? Because again, I'm always looking for easier, faster ways. And what I ended up doing was I took these 10 categories and I would test where, what was the results accelerated. So to give you an example, because this is one of the very first ones I ever did. Uh, somebody had come to me, their business was, had taken a pretty significant nosedive. They were doing consulting work and nothing was sticking and they were really concerned. And so I shared that I just recently had this thought of a results accelerator. And so I tested and this person's entry point, their, their kingpin, so to speak, where they needed to focus first was they needed to date. Now, I want you to know that me, the person would not have recommended that. I would have said, let's get you dusted off. Let's get your business going again. We can talk about this dating and relationship thing a little further down the road. But I said, you know, I trust the process. Let's just see how it goes. Because he was going, come on, you know, right now, 
I'm not doing as well financially, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, you don't got much to lose, so let's give it a shot. <laughs> and, and so he got online. This is a person that was living in Costa Rica at the time and had moved from Florida to Costa Rica. And he got online and he was starting to chat with women. And within a very short time, he met this woman in Brazil and they just had this amazing connection. Now, even before that, I believe, or right around that time, he landed a huge contract. And, and meanwhile, this relationship really was solidifying. He, within a short time, I, it's so many years ago, I don't remember, but we'll say it was three or four months, he moved to Brazil. His business was the type of business he could do virtually. And things were just, just going crazy. Another woman came to work with me because her friend had released 60 pounds working with me. And she wanted, she wanted that to happen for her. Well, her results accelerated, her results accelerator was her career. Now, in her case, she didn't like that. She said, I didn't come to you to talk to about my career. And I said, I know, but can we just, let's just explore this for a minute. Well, as it turned out, she was really unhappy in her job. So we talked a little bit. I helped her with her resume. We dusted things off. She actually got a new job within three weeks. I remember that. And, and guess what happened after she got the job? New relationship. Her, her weight started releasing. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say new relationship after that. <laughs> she, this one was already married. Okay. And, but her weight started releasing. So a lot of times it's not, you know, direct like money and business. It And sometimes it is, you know, but sometimes it's a different area that somehow contributes to what you're really wanting to happen. Remember, I'm looking for where, how can you get your results easiest and fastest? And as you mentioned, it's in my book, you know, there's a link that you can go and you can, I teach you how to test it for yourself. You and do you feel that when you determine that, like, for example, your first example, you need a date in order to improve your, your work, your, your, your business. Uh, or in your second example that you, you gave, uh, do you feel that it's intuition that helps you pick up that missing piece? I think when you're describing that, I think of like the trivial pursuit pieces with all the little pieces of the pie and you pick that one missing piece that's not in there to insert it in there and put the person at their best. You know, I wish I could tell you how this all works. Okay. If you can, I respect the process. I was just curious. Yeah, no. And but at the same time, what I love about this is I can't explain everything. And, and if we lean more into it, isn't it great that we really don't have to figure everything out? That's true. That's true. And, and when we tap into that beautiful part of us, you know, our intuition, you know, your internal guidance system, if you want to call it God, if you want to call it the universe, if you want to call it Fred, you know, whatever that is, really has your back at all times. And it's really, it's the greatest thing to live life by. 
What's your viewpoint? Have you ever had anyone come to you like that deals with, I've had clients come to me in the psychic realm, uh, asking me about twin flame direct dynamics where they're in a twin flame relationship and one's a chaser and the other one's a run, you know, the runner and chaser kind of thing. And it seems like the people I've worked with, they, they feel torn apart in such ways by it. They suffer the darkness of the soul when they're separated from each other or the universe will put them in these synchronistic situations. Like one will show up at an airport and the other one's there and they're like, whoa, what's going on here? It makes absolutely no sense at all. I, I want to ask you, what's your viewpoint on that when it comes to what you do? in the area of miracles to help someone deal with like that kind of dynamic? Cause I've had a lot of people ask me that question. Yeah. You know, it just really depends. You know, I do think as I've learned and gathered information over the years, I do believe we come in with soul contracts of how we're to evolve. Some people have um, experiences in a relationship, you know, um, I personally have not tapped into a lot of people that have twin flame experiences, although I have some, you know, I come more from a general, okay, so what is wanting to be expressed from you, within you? And how can we make this work? Because I have worked with quite a few couples to help them replenish their relationship. So I am able to help decode and diffuse the dynamic that's causing the angst. Okay. And, and sometimes I actually believe relationships have shelf lives and, and, and we're not taught to pay attention to that shelf life. And I think what happens a lot of times, couples are together for a certain period of time, they reach a point and now suddenly everything's not going well. I think those are signs of completion. So there's signs of growth that is necessary and to learn how to deal with growth. Um, and there are also signs of completion. And I think that takes some decoding, that takes some working. And a lot of people just don't know how to deal with differences. You know, it's all great when hormones are flying and everybody looks really gorgeous to each other. And, oh, my gosh, aren't they the greatest thing since sliced bread? And then suddenly humanness starts settling in. And I think it's, again, an opportunity to really embrace humanness. Again, just like what we talked about early on, when you come from a place of love. Even when somebody's upset, or maybe it sounds like they're criticizing you, or whatever it may be, um, it's kind of like, hmm. You know, if you can get to that place of acceptance and love, and really look at, oh, something inside of them is hurting. We have just hit a wound. And I think when that happens, a lot of times we have a wound that is happening between the two of us. And that's why you have that ping pong called an argument. And I think when you can take a break, calm down and come from a place of love. I had clients, a couple that were working with me and I get a call from the wife. He is packing his bags and he's moving out. And, and so I said, okay, time out. Let's the three of us get on a call. And, and the husband was willing to do it. And I said, I want you both to know 
that you are experiencing temporary insanity. <laughs> and so I'm going to ask you to do something to hopefully with the intent of you being reminded about who this person is to you. So I had them do an assignment. I had them both list as many qualities as they could about what they loved, valued, and appreciated about their spouse. And then they had a certain period of time, we'll say they had an hour to do it, an hour and a half, I wanted the cooling off period to happen. Then they were to come together and little by little, they were to share that list and they were to look at their partner's eyes and say, what I love about you is, and, you know, just kind of go down the list and they were to take turns and then they were to call me. So might you guess what happened? <laughs> he stayed in the house. Yeah. And they stayed yeah. together. In fact, that was a significant turning point in their relationship. Honestly, from that point forward, their relationship became so loving, so beautiful. It, it was a significant turning point in their transformation. That's a beautiful story. And thank you for sharing that with our audience. I, I, love, I love to hear the application of this stuff in real life because that's what I think our audience benefits the most from is if they think if they're dealing with financial job loss due to the pandemic, for example, or they're dealing with some really trying situation, they could listen to our episode, go to your site, which by the way, I want you to share our audience, your site and your contact information at this point, by the way, and they oh, can find sure. out more about everything about you and look at this book and, and just change their viewpoints. You know, it's, it's miraculous. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be hard. You know, it's just a matter of some, there are moments that we all, me too. I mean, it's not like I walk on water. I have my moments too, where my eyes roll a little bit, or I get a little tweaked. And, and so first of all, to answer your question, it's very easy to find me, wendydarling.com. And Wendy is spelled with a Y, W-E-N-D-Y, and Darling, D-A-R-L-I-N-G. If people want to reach out to me, it's Wendy at Wendy Darling. <laughs> and on my website, there are, you can sign up to listen to a recording. There's an RQ assessment, relationship quotient assessment. In the book, you can, there are a couple links also that, you can take the results accelerator, things like that. You can find the book on Amazon. Um, my publisher only let me take Kindle down to $2.99. I wanted it $99. I just want it in the most hands. But I'm, I have to say, I don't know how you feel. I saw you had my book. I love the cover. You know, I love the way it looks. I love, the I love it. it. I love the color of it. And I'm, I'm partially colorblind. So for me to tell you, I love the color of this. I have to say, I, Oh, it's beautiful. And I love the feel of it. I'm just, it's, um, it's just a really good read and it, it gives you empowerment and the message itself is one of healing. So for me, it's positive all around and very beneficial for audience to pick up and read in my opinion. And, you know, I like, I think my job has always been to make things as simple as possible. This is not a heavy duty read in any way, shape or form. And I take that as a compliment. 
You know, people said it's an easy read. I'm like, great, mission accomplished. I, I don't want it to be difficult. And there are exercises in there. There are stories of people that have either worked with me or people that I know that have accomplished some really beautiful things. And because I do know that if there's something in your heart, it's your truth. And, and if it's your truth, there's an, there is an opportunity to turn that into a reality. And my job is to help remove the interference that's keeping that from happening. What's been the most amazing thing that's happened to you since January and why? This past January, this year? Yes. I think my son getting well. Excellent. Something made me ask you that question. I feel like uh, just thinking about all the things that you are sharing with our audience. I feel like your message is so positive and relatable that for me, sharing, you know, this information with, with our, our, our platform here, it's, it's rewarding to me. It empowers me personally listening to you talk about this stuff. And it makes me want to incorporate more of the positive approach, transforming things and, and, and looking into how, how to spread love more in our lives. Right. I mean, that's like, if you boil it down to something like that and you think about it, it's probably one of the best messages we could hear today and any other day this year or before, in my opinion, like talk about, talk about love, talk about empathy, caring and understanding it, and just doing these things that you can approach with the right set of tools and the right frame of mind. You know, just last night, yesterday, late afternoon, um, my family had gathered in Seattle um, for a little family reunion. And, you know, after the past year and a half, it was so wonderful to mm -hmm. see people in person, hug people. You know, my son, my son actually organized us all going up there. He lives in San Francisco. And on the plane last night, we were about ready to leave. And I just had this pull to turn around. And there's a woman on the other side of the aisle behind um, John and I were sitting side by side on the aisle and I look at her and I'm like, this woman is not well. And I'm, I'm trying not to just, you know, stare at her, but she is clearly in distress. She is clearly, quite honestly, she, she was on something and she was spastic in her movement. She couldn't sit still. Her eyes were glazing over or closing. And meanwhile, we're pulling out of the gate. And I'm thinking, this is not good. Um, I, we're, we're going on a two and a half hour flight with somebody who is clearly out of it. And, you know, intuition. First of all, it was very synchronistic. I had a flight attendant sitting in the window seat in my row. And I leaned over, I told her what was happening. And I said, I think we need to do something. And so she alerted a flight attendant. They came back, they saw it immediately and they were able to act. So we ended up, we were taxing to take off. We ended up turning around. And the point of what I'm gonna say 
is she potentially could have been a real problem take being taken off the plane. I sat there and I sent her love. Mm. And just with the intention of calming her to the point. So we get to, you know, the pilot announced we have a medical situation. We're just going to need to go back to the gate. I'm sitting there going, <laughs> I've, never been, I've never been responsible for turning a plane around and having somebody escorted off. And the medic came on. They said, you need, you know, talking to her. He said, she said, I want to be on this flight. And he said, we just want you to make sure you're okay. We just want to check you out. You know, he was working. And meanwhile, this big baluka comes on, you know, it's like, she's going to get off the plane. <laughs> and, and, and they were able to do it gracefully. And yes, we were about 45 minutes late leaving, but the flight attendants were extremely grateful. I said something, the people sitting next to her, I could, it was a couple and I could tell they were uncomfortable, but nobody was talking. I'm going to be, actually, it turns out there was a flight attendant off duty in uniform sitting behind me. She said, I saw her and I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, and, and so she said, I was really hesitant to do something. She was apparently trying to text flight attendants, but couldn't get through. <laughs> and so we were blessed in the sense that, so they were thanking me for speaking up. Doing the right doing thing. Something. Yeah. And, um, and I said, you, cause even the flight attendants were saying, we, first of all, were concerned about this woman's health and well-being. And then secondly, if she would have, something would have been happening in flight, it would have been the flight attendant's responsibility to try to navigate it and potentially put other people as well at risk. Um, but the point in really sharing it was I sat there sending her love because I wanted it to be a calm experience. And it was. That's great that you were able to take my take from that. It's great that you were able to do that. You were able to send the love to calm her and she probably needed that medical advice and not be on the plane and get checked out or whatever they did. You know, that's, yeah, that's important. You don't need to be flying if you're not feeling well. No, she was clearly on something. I, I don't know what it was. It wasn't my job or business, Sure, but I knew that I just knew she should not be on this flight. And so, again, my intuition had me turn. There was no reason for me to turn. Even at one point, John saw me turning and he said he thought I was just being a busybody. <laughs> and I said, you got to trust me on these things. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was rather interesting. If you could advise your younger self, what would you want her to know? For example, what do you think you would ask? What would you advise your younger self from this stage of your life to have oh, her consider so much. at that earlier stage? <laughs> so much. Well, first of all, I would want her to know how absolutely amazing she really is. Um, I had an abusive mom. And so I did not know myself. I did not know my self-worth. And I looked outside of myself for validation for many, many years. And, and so I would want her to know how special she was 
and to be able to tell her what some of those things about her were really amazing. And I would tell her to lighten up and not worry because she was going to have a ride like none other. And that life is really wonderful. And don't let anybody tell you different. You know, believe in yourself, believe in life, and you are going to find yourself having an extraordinary experience. I love that we're able to share this time together and talk about your book. And I think everything that we've shared is a valuable lesson for all different members of our audience at different levels in their life. You know, someone struggling to find a relationship or somebody trying to improve their business standing. I feel like your anecdotes are like chock full of nuts. They can give you a lot of <laughs> nourishment, right? If I use that analogy, right? But I, oh, I want to thank you. Great. <laughs> the nourishment is really one of those words. I know I know, miraculous is, is a good descriptor, but also nourishment, soul I nourishment. I totally agree. And you know what? I think that love is the great, you want to talk about love is the greatest piece of nourishment, however we can do it. And I think that was hard for so many of us that even though we could connect through Zoom, um, you know, missing hugging each other and seeing each other literally eyeball to eyeball. And, and so well, we'll see. I don't think we're out of the yeah. I know. I don't think we're out of the woods quite yet, but at least it's a little bit better, and hopefully, it won't get worse. Small wins every day is the way I look at it. Keeping things in mind in that respect. I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, one last question: If you were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be, and why? I'll go first. Okay. I choose. I choose owl and I usually say this at every episode when I do this question. I don't do it all the time, but I have two parrots. I love birds. I think owls represent wisdom and I always seek wisdom in my life. And I look at things from a 360 aerial point of view. I try to get myself unstuck from things that are in front of me as an obstacle and look at the big picture. So that's why I say oh, that's so awesome. Well, that's a great question. And I'll just have to tell you what came to me. So my dog, who I adored, passed away a year ago, December, and he is still with me and in so many ways. So I would have to say a dog because they love unconditionally. You can leave them for hours and you come and they're like, oh my gosh, it's you. And they're just so happy. And, and I would say, there were many times I thought, you know, I would, I wouldn't mind coming back as a dog. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you get the life. so well. Yeah. And so I'm going to have to say a dog and a dog like Max, my former dog. Well, he's not my former dog, but, but because they're just pure unconditional love. And, I, I, and uh, I think that that's who I that's who I intend to be in life. I'm grateful that I'm 70, I'm healthy, I have wisdom, um, and, and I have wisdom to know how much wisdom I don't have. <laughs> and, but I think that, again, unconditional love. I'm going to be a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I love puppies. Everybody loves a puppy. So that's a good choice. Very okay. good choice. I just want to thank Wendy Darling for coming on the show today. Her book, Create Your Miraculous Life, It's Never Too Late, is now available. 
check it out. Go to her website, wendydarling.com. And my take from today is a couple of things. One, when you deal with acceptance for yourself and you look at the challenges and tribulations that we're dealing with in this day and age, post-COVID, hopefully post-COVID, we should say, but even before COVID, we all have these challenges in our life, in our various roles, in our relationships. And one of the most important things that I, I take from today's interview is when it comes to your relationships with yourself and your relationship with others, the most important connector there is love. Love is all you need. And if you're able to employ love and share it and approach challenges with love and challenging people and situations, it may temper you and give you the ability to get through things a lot better. It may help you manage things better. It may even create a little miracle or two in your life. And since Wendy's all about miracles and sharing wisdom and helping dreams turn into reality, I highly encourage you to check out her book, Create Your Own Miraculous Life. It's never too late. And she also has her other book, The Miracle That's in Your Life. Check these things out. If you need to attract love into your life or you need to improve your health with yourself or how you pursue your business, all those things can be strengthened. And I, I believe Wendy is one of those people that can help identify the missing piece of your life to give you the extra ability you need to move forward. Create your miraculous life. It's never too late. And check out Wendy Darling. I think you'll be very happy that you did. Check out her Miraculous Living Institute. And, and I just want to thank you for tuning into our episode. As always, we're going to have more programs coming our way. Uh, this is a great book. Highly recommend it to everybody. And stay positive. When you're positive, anything is possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid.